They may be called the next generation, but they're the church of today. Reach, disciple, and mobilize students to share the hope of the gospel. This is Next Gen On Mission with Shane Pruitt and Paul Wooster. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Next Gen on Mission podcast. My name is Shane Pruitt. I'm the National Next Gen Director for the North American Mission Board. And always with me is my co-host, my brother, uh, my kindred spirit, all right, Paul Wooster, our National Collegiate Director for the North American Mission Board. Paul, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Hey, how's it, how's it going, bro? I'm having a good time uh, this summer. I actually got to do a little bit more surfing than normal, so I'm, my fitness is better. <laughs> and you've been doing a lot of running lately. How are you doing on that, man? Oh, it's been good, man. Yeah, a lot of running. I definitely enjoy that. I never thought I would say that. But, you know, I started running during shelter in place over a year ago and just kept it going. And uh, definitely enjoy that. And I noticed that surfboard's not in the background, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, we used to joke, yeah, you know, that surfboard had seen more Zoom calls than waves, you know. So it's <laughs> good to see that it's out on some waves. Exactly, man. <laughs> so I used to be into uh, running, but man, I just, I've decided if I can do something a little more active, still get that cardio going. That's, yep. that's a win, win for me, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Well, hey, Paul, I'm so excited about our guest today. Um, our guest today is, oh man, I mean, he's brilliant, um, high-capacity leader, but I also love it. He's just a, a normal guy. He's a, he's a man's man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is a guy mm-hmm. that he probably eats a lot of steak and, you know, probably <laughs> kills his own meals. Uh, like Paul, you live in California. Are y'all still allowed to eat meat out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a trend of uh, veganism and all that <laughs> stuff, and we even tried it for a while, and I just got grumpy. So you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> into that. <laughs> well, awesome, Paul. Well, hey, I know we're so excited about our guest today as we talk about Gen Z and reaching the nations. So today, our guest is none other than the great Dr. Paul Chitwood. He is serving as president of the IMB, which is the International Mission Board. But before that, he was an executive director for the Kentucky Baptist Convention and has just been in ministry a long time. Um, and uh, he is a follower of Jesus, a husband, a father, author. I mean, I'll tell you what, God has just used him in so many ways, but he's also one of the most kind, humble, genuine guys I know. And so we're so excited to have uh, a friend of ours, Dr. Paul Chitwood on the Next Gen Mission Podcast. So Dr. Chitwood, welcome to the Next Gen Mission Podcast. Hey, thank you, Shane. Thank you, Paul, for having me on today. Uh, you're a little too generous in that introduction, but <laughs> I'll take it. I appreciate it very much. And, uh, and uh, thankful for you guys. Thankful for uh, all that you're doing uh, to serve churches, uh, to help connect the next generation uh, to uh, mission work and sharing the good news here at home is around the world. It's, it's a blessing to just from my vantage point to see guys like you who are just making really strong connections and helping everyone get involved in the mission that God has for them, which is ultimately why we're here, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Chitwood. That means everything coming from you. Uh, Paul and I deeply respect you and the work of our sister organization, the IMB. So thank you so much for saying that. To God be the glory. Well, Dr. Chitwood, before we get too spiritual, would you tell us one fun fact about you that we need to know that we may not already know? Fun fact about me, you need to know that you I, I, I do kill a lot of my own meat. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Amen. Been hunting. I love the bow hunt. Yep. Uh, hunting since I was a kid. It's kind of a tradition in our family. 
uh, and had the opportunity uh, just uh, uh, over the course of the summer uh, to be on trip trip with with my son, a little hunting venture. Uh, and that's kind of uh, apart from ministry and family, that's the next passion in my life. Yeah, I love it. And Dr. Chitwood, I want to say that uh, the bumper video you made for the Sin Conference was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. And uh, we always love that, you know, you can roast up Kevin a little bit, Nam with the swag. And that was a great video. Thank well, you that was for so much that. fun to do. I, di- I didn't think Nam would show that. I didn't think the board would show it that it was for Kevin's 10th anniversary. Uh, yeah. But I was so glad that they did. In fact, he's enjoyed it so hard. Kevin's always getting one over on us, right? Oh, it's- sure. Oh, yes. on him. Uh, so I, I, I was so proud that uh, <laughs> I was able to do that and did that, that we should, in fact, I was, I was with, I was in Louisiana last week uh, with a director of missions there who's a, a big uh, NAM fan and really strongly connected the organization as is, as is his churches. And that was one of the things he brought up. He said, oh man, that was so awesome. He, he had a NAM cut. And he said, well, yeah. when you show the cups and the shirts and the hats yeah. and the swag, it was just perfect. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. One thing that NAM does have is swag. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're so grateful for you to, ha- to have you, Dr. Chitwood. And so the first First question that we have listed out here is, what do we need to know about Generation Z? You know, obviously there's a lot of things that are easy to observe, but some things not so easy to observe. One of the things that, that we've seen is Gen Z is a global, a global generation. Yeah. The, 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 the internet and not just social media, but media has brought the world to us in a way uh, that uh, we never had access to in the past. Uh, this generation has been raised with access to the world. Uh, and certainly that's made an impact on how they think, how they see uh, the world, uh, you know, their worldview, if you will. And so uh, to know not only that they're a, a global generation, but they're a generation that wants to be involved in helping others. And this is really the, one, of, one of the huge on-ramps uh, for us at the IMB and for missions organizations like NAM uh, and others, uh, if we can find practical ways to involve them in serving others, uh, then the, the, the mission becomes so appealing to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, concerned, those who are believers, certainly concerned about the gospel, uh, but it, it, mm-hmm. our observation is a both and for this generation. They, uh, they want to be hands-on. Uh, they want to serve in practical ways. Uh, and then, of course, that gives the opportunity of genuine relationships to share the good news. So those are some of the, uh, the most obvious things. We, uh, we did a study this past year with Barna Research uh, on uh, you know, Gen Z, next generation. How, how do we uh, ensure that we're serving them well when it comes to Great Commission work? And, and those on ramps. And one of the things that, uh, another thing that we observed is when you give them the opportunity uh, to experience it firsthand, it transforms yeah. their lives, transforms their yep. thinking. They're like four times more likely if they've been on a mission trip to ultimately be a missionary, mm-hmm. uh, pray for missionaries, if they know personally, have a relationship with a missionary. So it's very experiential. Uh, and uh, that's something they value, authenticity. Obviously, lots been said mm-hmm. written about that. Uh, yes. They can sniff yes. uh, a lack of authenticity from a million miles away. Yep. Uh, and so it, it, it has to be real. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is so good. And 
Dr. Chitwood, we love like how fired up you are about knowing Jesus and making him known. And as like now the leader of one of the biggest missions organizations in the world now, like how do you get to that point? Like, can you share a little bit of your story and kind of what God's done to kind of bring you to this, this very strategic kingdom role? Well, it's by God's grace uh, completely, as it would be true of, of any of us, right? And certainly uh, I'm, I'm uh, an example of that. I uh, was, was raised by my father uh, for most of my years growing up. My mother left when I was uh, uh, like two and uh, had uh, a younger brother who was one, older brother who was four, uh, and uh, dad uh, had custody of us and, and was raising us. Uh, we, we, by the Lord's kindness, uh, had a knock on our door one night uh, when I was probably four or five years old, and there were a couple of uh, laymen from Little Baptist Church in the mountain town where we were living, uh, and they were out knocking on doors, inviting people to church, and and uh, they made it up to the little rental house uh, where we lived, uh, and and I knocked on the door, invited Dad to come to church, uh, and thankfully he took them up on that, and mm. and. Uh, we, we began to go. We found a small church family, you know, 75 to 100, depending on how things were going, but, but uh, warm and welcoming and loved us. Uh, and really looking back on it, kind of helped raise us, uh, helped our family uh, to heal. And uh, fast forward a few years, and, and our pastor knocked on that same door, uh, sat down in our living room, shared the gospel with my older brother who mm. had questions about Jesus. And and my younger brother and I were sitting on the floor listening in, and, and uh, all three of us that night uh, uh, prayed, putting our trust in Christ, mm. and baptized uh, together a, a few weeks later in the little First Baptist Church of Jellicoe, Tennessee. <laughs> Fast forward from there, and uh, I was uh, actually a freshman in college when I, I felt the Lord calling mm. in the ministry uh, and didn't know what that would look like, but, but uh, answered the call. Uh, and I guess in my second year of, of seminary, I just married my wife, Michelle, and, and uh, my pastor had given me some advice. He said, as valuable as your seminary experience will be some ministry experience while you're in seminary. And mm -hmm. so I began to look for opportunities and uh, to serve and had a little church invite me, little rural church, seminary pastor invite me to come and, and, and serve as their pastor. And, and it was in uh, about the first year that the Lord really confirmed, you know, for this season of my life, this is what he's called me to do this is what I'm to give my life to. And I spent 18 years uh, pastoring. My connection with the IMB came during my time pastoring. I was uh, uh, able to serve as a trustee uh, on the International Mission Board of Trustees. Uh, and that is, was just such a unique experience, such an educational experience, seeing the world uh, from the vantage point of a mission organization like this and what God was doing all around the world, seeing those missionaries answer the call. Lord captured my heart. Uh, mm -hmm. Joe and I uh, you know, really struggled through. Is God calling us to go? And, and we, uh, through a process of prayer and seeking, I got the confirmation, no, he wasn't calling us to go. But he was calling us to be a part of sending others, supporting others, mobilizing others. And so we got very involved uh, from that point on uh, in, in, in mission work overseas, sending volunteer teams, calling out the call in my, yeah. uh, my pastoral ministry, as well as in, in the seminary classroom where I was teaching. Uh, the Lord used all of those experiences concerned for the mission to move me to state mission work uh, and then ultimately to the IMB. Uh, but you know, 
I guess to wrap up my story and how you get from uh, from uh, where I was to where I am today, uh, you know, those, those, those two Baptist laymen, when they knocked on the door of a little rental house with a single dad in his 20s raising three kids on his own, uh, they had no way to know hmm. that the future IMB president was somewhere in there in the floor yeah. as a four-year-old, but God knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, it's all of the Lord. It's all of grace. I shouldn't be alive, <laughs> but the Lord, the <laughs> Lord lets me do what I do, and, and it's an incredible privilege. Uh, I love and and you know somehow I've missed that that part of your testimony before is that Tuesday night or that you know visitation by two laymen mm-hmm. um, because that's exactly how my family was reached with the gospel it was a, a pastor of the local church down the road and a deacon a Tuesday night visitation came and knocked on our door that's and both fun. my mom and dad surrendered to Jesus right there in the living room of the house and I was in the room and uh, I didn't really understand what was going on, but five years later, it'd become a reality for me. But that's exactly how our family was reached was by that, uh, for us, that Tuesday night visitation. Well, Dr. Chitwood, um, we are, you know, we love uh, the International Mission Board and the IMB, and we love the IMB students. And Paul and I have a relationship with those on the IMB students team. And, and we're so thankful for that partnership and and just ever growing in that partnership. So share with us some exciting things that the IMB are seeing right now in reaching and mobilizing the next generation. Well, one of the things that has been a little surprising as well as exciting is the fact that we've still been able to get uh, student missionaries mm-hmm. as well as uh, you know career missionaries uh, out during the midst of a pandemic. Uh, so since mm-hmm. the pandemic started, we've, had over, we've sent over 500 uh, uh, out and mm-hmm. many of them have been a journeyman program that we might yeah. get around to a little bit. Uh, those who are, who are uh, wrapping up some schooling or taking a break from schooling. Uh, but we've also had some semester missionaries mm-hmm. uh, that have been out or one-year uh, student uh, commitments. Uh, and, and so to be able to see this continue to go uh, when there's so many challenges that are created yeah. overseas travel and, and even getting people prepared to go overseas uh, has been frankly surprising and, yeah. and blessing. Um, so that's the main thing that, that I would say is we're excited that we still have a lot of students going out. We've got a ton teed up uh, for mm-hmm. this fall and, and a lot of things online for next summer, mm-hmm. including uh, our Go Impact program. We're bringing back to the school uh, uh, student missions. Oh, great. Uh, course of this mm-hmm. summer where we have several teams already lined up. Uh, to have a, a mission experience a week, two weeks uh, overseas uh, alongside of our career missionaries, uh, high school students going, as well as, uh, you know, obviously college students, seminary students. Um, and, 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 and to circle back to some of us said a moment ago, what we've seen is they want to go. They're anxious. Yes. They've already got Definitely. this mindset. They want to be involved hands on. Right. Uh, and so mm-hmm. I, think, I think the future is bright. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Paul and I feel the same way. Um, we, we understand that there's a lot of tough things going, but we also believe the Lord is using those tough things to really like empower a generation to go, you know what? I know my faith is going to cost me something, but I know Jesus is worth it and going all in. So mm-hmm. for those students that don't know Jesus, there seems to be more seekers because they realize the world around them is broken. Um, but for the students that are followers of Jesus, uh, we kind of joke, but it's true that like, they want more out of their faith than just attending worship services and going to a bunch of potluck dinners. You're right. Like <laughs> they want to live on mission. They want to do it. They want to make 
make an impact. In fact, uh, I was uh, on a call this morning with some BCM leaders. And uh, one thing is said in there, and they all agreed, is that uh, one thing we see with college students and high school students is um, they're really not scared to die young but they're terrified of boredom. You know what I mean? So like, like they want to go, they want to be used. They want to live for something bigger than themselves. So Dr. Chitwood, one of the things that you mentioned a while ago is the journeyman program. And we love that IMB does the journeyman program. So would you share a little bit more about the journeyman program and why a student should consider that once they graduate? Well, yeah, I'm thrilled to get to do that. It's, it's our go-to uh, experience at the IMB. Uh, and it's, it's a two-year commitment uh, for those who, uh, you know, out of high school, whether they uh, finish college and, and, and jump in at that point, associate's degree, it's really not a, an educational requirement. It used to be, you had to be a college graduate, um, but now it's not an educational requirement. It's just, are, are you ready? Mm-hmm. And is it the right time and what have you. So up to, I think it runs up to age 29. Uh, so anyone who falls in that window, you know, 18, 19, up to, up to 29 is eligible. It's fully funded, uh, yeah. which yeah. is huge because of generosity awesome. of, of, of Southern Baptist churches, right. giving mm-hmm. through the park program, giving through the Lottie and Christmas offering. We're able to send these students out fully funded, which is a, which is a really big deal. Uh, yeah. My student think about, well, I'm going to support myself two years as a missionary. Uh, well, you don't have to because the Lord, through generosity of Southern Baptist Amazing. will support you. Um, Incredible experience, life-changing experience. Uh, you go and serve under supervision and alongside uh, some of our career missionaries. You can serve many places all around the world. Uh, and and it is the case that 40% of our career missionaries have been journeymen missionaries. Wow. You're talking about a funnel. Uh, mm-hmm. To get people uh, to the nations, this journeyman experience has been huge for us as an organization. Again, we've been going for decades, uh, still is. We've ramped it up. We've added more funding to it because we see the opportunity uh, mm-hmm. with this generation. And listen, what you said just a moment ago, Shane, is, is, is so true. Uh, not afraid to die, but don't let me die in boredom, you yep. know, yeah. that, that type of thing. Uh, so my wife and I had the opportunity to visit with some of our journeymen, uh, in the Persian Gulf this summer, uh, who had who had been working in uh, a Muslim country uh, and working uh, in 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 uh, prison uh, in a Muslim country, wow. to women and their children uh, in in this particular country. If a woman goes to prison and she has a child under the age of six, her children go with her. Wow! And so um, uh, we had. Uh, 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 three ladies who worked in that prison, and one of them was a journeyman, uh, one was a nurse, one was a, a school teacher. So they started a little preschool for all these kids who were just mm-hmm. hanging out, you know, preschool, mm-hmm. hanging out. Yep. Can imagine mm-hmm. that. Started a, a medical clinic for the kids, for the moms, uh, and and just serving them, loving them. Uh, and, and listen, you know, not necessarily what we'd say a, a safe place to be, mm-hmm. um, and yet. They, you know, as as they were finishing up their term and rolling out, uh, they were weeping that they had to leave. Uh, mm. They had seen God use them. Uh, they had built relationships with these ladies and uh, seen Christ transform the lives of many of those uh, inmates. And so that's just one. There's so many other things uh, that that uh, you can do in the Journeyman Program, Sub-Saharan Africa, the Americas. Uh, yep. trail guide in the Amazon. I mean, just some really cool and exciting stuff. European mm-hmm. cities. Uh, it's the you know the world is at your disposal, really. 
and uh, uh, it's 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 a very exciting way to get involved for a young person. Uh, yes, that's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yes, I'm so excited about the Journeyman program, and I find myself personally talking to students and funneling people towards it because. I, I've never met someone that did the journeyman program and regretted it. <laughs> they, you know, they never come away from a two year mission commitment and they're like, Oh man, I just really wasted those two years. <laughs> no, like God, God digs mm-hmm. that foundation. Okay. And actually it's a, it's a training experience because a, a pastor that I love said that your twenties are for training. And mm-hmm. so I love that quote because, um, them going on a mission experience, they have the, what I love about the IMB is you guys have experienced missionaries that are pouring into mm-hmm. these journeymen, these younger people, and they're just getting like, they come back different. And so I love that about the journeyman program. And one of the things on our heart, Shane and I's heart is to see a mission mobilization movement across the nation. Mm-hmm. And so with among our college ministries, our, our youth ministries, our churches, we're just praying. Actually, we, we're praying for another student volunteer movement. We want to we wanna see just God do it again um, mm-hmm. and see that happen. So what advice, thinking practically, would you give to a local college pastor or a student pastor or a, 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 just a, a church pastor about mobilizing students towards God's heart for the nations? Hands-on experience, hands-on experience, hands-on experience. <laughs> yeah, opportunities uh, to get out, uh, mm-hmm. to whether it's overseas or or North American uh, opportunity, opportunities here in North America. Give them the opportunities uh, to to serve, to build relationships, to meet hurting and broken people, and there they'll find the value of their own life. There they'll find the joy that the Lord gives to those who learn to serve. Uh, there they'll find a deep and meaningful walk with Christ as they represent him, their ambassadors. Um, and obviously, you know, from generation to generation, uh, things are, we, we think about things differently. We look at things to do. It's got to be a lot of flexibility. Uh, that's a given, I think, uh, uh, to those who are going to be uh, engaging students. And a lot of these students come, you know, with their own. I mean, we all have our own brokenness. Uh, but obviously, the, with, with the, the disarray in the family and in our culture, uh, that brokenness is, is, is sometimes deeper yeah. uh, in, in the rising generation. Uh, and just to uh, you know, approach that with a, a sense of, of uh, mission that, okay, this mm-hmm. is a part of God uh, taking this young person uh, on their own journey as well as mm-hmm. you know, who they'll help in the journey. Uh, and uh, again, it's, it's, it's those hands-on experiences and building relationships. Uh, and that's why uh, we, we're prioritizing this as you guys want to see a mobilization movement. That means we're getting them involved. Yeah, love that. That's great. And thinking bigger picture of with the IMB and the, the mission movement that we're seeing through it, what are some things that you're praying towards? And what's your vision for like the upcoming years? For IMB, yeah. we, we uh, have really sensed God leading us to be focused in our work uh, in some very specific ways. One, uh, we will see the IMB growing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the IMB has gone through a season of downsizing and downsizing and downsizing, and mm-hmm. and uh, we, we we've turned a corner on that. We're beginning to grow again, uh, and knowing the needs of the world. I mean. There, there are more lost people in the world today than ever before in history. 
right? Mm -hmm. Every single day, 155,473 people die, lost mm -hmm. all over the world. 155,473. Yeah. How could we be shrinking at a time like that? How could we be backing off and yeah. pulling back at a time like this? We right. uh, we're pushing forward. We have a goal of adding 500 more missionaries mm -hmm. uh, to the field. Uh, including those those journeymen uh, and you know the younger folk midterm missionaries uh, over the next five years. We also have a goal of diversifying our teams. We work with uh, churches and sending agencies literally around the world. Uh, there's like 140 Baptist conventions and unions around mm -hmm. the world. You know, overseas that are a result of of the investment that Southern Baptists have made right. uh, over. Uh, now 176 years. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have a goal of adding 500 missionaries from our overseas partners Love to that. our teams. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So to have the opportunity, if you go as an IMB missionary to serve on a team with a, a, a Baptist brother or sister from Cuba, uh, who is on your team, who is your teammate, uh, who has come out from the Cuban Baptist convention or the Brazilian Baptist convention, uh, or one of the F Filipino Baptist conventions or, or, or associations. And so we're creating uh, really a, 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 an international team uh, to reach the nations. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, one, it models heaven. Uh, mm -hmm. Two, it gives us greater inroads because the more diverse our teams are, the more access, literally, mm -hmm. we get to people groups around the world. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, it, it also gives us opportunity, those who are on our teams, to experience. Uh, here's what it looks like to be in a multicultural, multi-ethnic uh, mm -hmm. team uh, and to learn from those uh, who have a much different background and experience than I've had. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Dr. Chilwood, thank you so much. And I love, uh, you just have a, a unique ability and gifting to take uh, and talk about really complex things in such a practical, easy way to understand. So thank you so much for that. So oh, helpful. I can understand them, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I want to say maybe it's just because uh, I like, I have to have things very simple for, you know, for the light bulb to go off for me. So thank you for doing that. If For anybody, thank you for doing that for me. You know, so. Shane, Shane yeah. and I need it, need it really dumbed down over <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know all of that. Uh, all in all seriousness, thank you, Doctor Chowood, and and uh, you know, we always really close our conversations on the Next General Mission podcast with really the same on mission charge that the heart behind this podcast is that the next generation would realize they are the now generation, not just the future of the church, but the church right now, that they have a calling of God on their life now, that they have a mission they're called to now. So would you give us one closing thought on that one practical next step? Yeah. So, so here's, um, here's a picture of heaven as it will be. Revelation 7, 9, and 10. Yeah. John, John saw heaven, not as it is today, but as it will be. He said, I looked and behold, great multitude, no one can number from every nation, all tribes and peoples and languages, mm -hmm. standing before the throne and before the Lamb. That is the vision that this generation stewards. Yeah, right. wow. This generation to, to fulfill the vision, to ensure mm -hmm. that every nation and all tribes and peoples and languages are represented around the throne. However, God would use uh, any of us, and it's true of this of the now generation as well, mm. praying for the lost, praying for those who are on mission, uh, and being generous with what God has entrusted to us, our lives, our resources, uh, helping others go, and going ourselves. Mm. The, the vision, we're stewards of that vision, uh, and we've got work to do. I love it. That's great. 
Yeah. That, that's amazing. That's enough to give your whole life to yeah. and then some. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's it. If we continue to cast that vision to young people, they're going to step up and yeah. God's spirit is going to motivate them and call, call people to his mission. So thank you so much, Dr. Chitwood. Um, how can people connect with you and your social media and also the IMB? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the IMB uh, uses different platforms, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. You can find the IMB. You can find me on, on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. at uh, Dr. Paul Chitwood uh, is uh, my Twitter handle. And I'd love to connect uh, with uh, anyone uh, who will be willing to connect with us. And again, those IMB platforms are really on about all the social media platforms you could imagine. And anybody who's interested in, in, in exploring yep. what it would look like to go, uh, go to imb.org, uh, mm-hmm. click on going, uh, and begin to fill out an application there. And that doesn't commit you to anything. It just gives us opportunity to begin a conversation with you as you're exploring God's call in your life, as your pastor and church are working with you. We can walk alongside of you uh, in that as well and, uh, and show you the opportunities that God might have for you to serve through the IMB. Amen. Love it. And so, yeah, friends that are listening, um, I really encourage you to go check out the IMB's website. Also follow Dr. Chitwood on Twitter and then engage with IMB and IMB students on all social media platforms. You're going to be encouraged by that, but you also never know what the Lord may do in your heart in sending you uh, to the nation. So friends, thank you so much for listening today to the Next Gen Mission podcast. If you have any questions whatsoever on reaching or mobilizing the next generation, please email us at evangelism at nam.net and we'll try to address those on a future podcast. Also, if this podcast is a help to you and you're enjoying it, uh, we want to encourage you, if you listen to it on Spotify, give it a follow. If you listen to it on uh, Apple Podcasts or others, uh, give it a, a what. Paul always says, give it a five-star rating, only five-star <laughs> ratings allowed. Right, right. Give it a five-star rating um, and share it with your friends and in your context. And more than anything, we pray that God would be glorified and that you are encouraged uh, through this podcast. So thank you so much for engaging with us. We want you to have a great rest of your day and tell somebody about Jesus. Hey friends, Shane and Paul here with the Next Gen on Mission podcast. And listen, 2021 has been an incredible year of a lot of conversations with some awesome leaders. We hope you've enjoyed them, all centered on reaching, discipling, and mobilizing the next generation to be the now church. Not the future of the church, but the church right now. But we're going to take a little break for the holidays. So Paul, tell us about that. Man, I'm excited about, I was always in next-gen space, though Christmas break is a time often for us to rest, enjoy our families, but also to live on mission with our families, with our neighbors. We're always working with students and things like that, but sometimes, man, spending that extra time with our family that don't know Christ or our neighbors, looking for those opportunities to share our faith, that's always a huge opportunity. And also we encourage you to go back and listen to the past episodes and get caught up. We have a ton of guests in the archives of the Next Gen Mission podcast. And then man, I'm super pumped for this upcoming year of our podcast episodes we have coming up, but then also a bunch of other initiatives we got going on with Jensen. 
Absolutely. Hey, 2022 is going to be even better. We got so many great conversations lined up. So we pray that you have a very Merry Christmas. Hey, catch up on some old episodes, share them with friends and family, and we will see you back January 10th with a brand new conversation.